Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. It is now time for the leader to qualify for 20 minutes. Uh, who is the timer? I am. What? How do you want it, uh, O'Ray? Uh, just give me 19 and 1. Okay. Um, yeah, my name is O'Ray, and I'm a compulsive reader. Um, happy Sunday, everybody. Um, oh, God. Please remove my fear of being disliked. Please remove my fear of rejection. Please remove my fear of being inferior, inadequate, not good enough. I ask that you remove my defective character of the need to spiritually perform and to present an image that I think that other people find acceptable. I ask that you guide my thoughts and my words and I'd be able to touch somebody and bring them closer to the light and to a relationship with you. Help me be honest and help me be candid. Help me be real. And help me dig deep and share my experience, strength, and hope, something that can be helpful. Um... I have, um, on July 14th, I'll have uh, six years of current recovery. Um, I'm down over 250 pounds. And, you know, I've been, you know, this meeting is really special to me. Um, You know, you know, my morning, I have a, I've been a part of um, another fellowship, or I'm sorry, another group um, in the Valley. And, that's kind of my regular place, but Serenity Sunday has, you know, I've formed relationships here that go back 20 something years. And this meeting has, has seen all my iterations, all my versions. Um, when I first came in, I was 16 years old and I came in with my mom and this is where we came, well, this is where we came. And before the meeting, we would stop off at this Noah's Donuts <laughs> and we would get sun-dried tomato bagels before and coffee before we came to the meeting. Um, and you know now now I'm I'm 41. Um and it's taken me I went through I, I've gone through, you know, I've, I've I've lost and gained hundreds of pounds. I've disappeared for years. Um And every time I've come back, I've been welcomed with love. I've been encouraged to continue to continue in the journey. And, you know, I always thought it was corny, but, you know, the, the line of, you know, let us love you until you can love yourself. Um, that's what this meeting embodies, embodies for me. 
So it is, it truly is an honor to speak here. Um, and there's so many faces that I see in these squares that I love and appreciate y'all. So, like I said, on July 14th, I'll have six years of recovery. I'm down 250 pounds, and I, I fought in the. So I'm a part of a men's group in the valley. Um, we're we're part of the sober eating crew, you know, sober eating men's group. Um, and you know, part part of what that means, you know, I, it wasn't until this 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 current version of my recovery that. I got to a, a place of willingness where, you know, I stopped, I surrendered, I surrendered all decision-making when it came to food. You know, I still, I still wanted to, I still had ideas of, I still had ideas when it came to food. Um, and, 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 you know, something that we practice is, you know, not making any unilateral food decisions. Um, I've surrendered it in, 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 in that, my dietitian makes the rules when it comes to food. Um, and it's also done and everything is done in consultation. I don't just get to choose how much rice I, I can have at lunch. Um, it's all been prescribed. You know, I get one cup. That's what I stick to. And I don't mess around with the formula. You know, my diet, my diet plan says, you know, my food plan says four ounces of protein. That's what I'm going to stick to. And I don't make up the, and I, because I found that when I make up the rules, um, when I start to get into the, bi the business of food and decision in the decision making around food, I always lose. And I have extensive history that proves that that's the truth. Um, you know, in, in, in our men's group, we talk about the food regularly. Any thoughts, anything that's going on, we're, we're talking about it. Yesterday, I was at an Angels game with some friends and program, and I've never seen a bucket of chocolate chip cookies. It was a literal bucket of chocolate chip cookies that you could buy <laughs> at the stadium. And even that, even though I'm not, even I have a pretty much neutral on it, um, I'm, I'm pretty much neutral when it comes to food. Any type of thought, I'll text a friend or I get to talk about it. Like, wow, I didn't know they had a bucket of chocolate chip cookies. I didn't know that existed. And I was just thinking about, you know, God's grace is giving me neutrality around it. And I was just thinking about what, what do you need? What do you need a bucket full of cookies for? Like in my, in my restored mind, I just don't understand that. Like what? But then I started thinking about it. You know, if I was in the disease, if I, a bucket full of cookies that, that I need, I needed that. I would need that every day. And I would be eating for oblivion. I would, you know, I, I, I used to, I'm, a, I'm equivalent to a blackout drunk when it comes to food. I would eat for oblivion. I would eat so much food where I would just pass out. And, and that, was the that was the desired effect that I wanted. Where I would just go into comatose. Maybe so much, you know, back in the day, McDonald's used to have this thing called supersizing. I, su I got a supersized chocolate shake one time. And I, and I had the whole, like, basically the whole thing. And it was so much sugar coursing through my veins that my fingers were tingling. You know, I ate out of trash cans. I would spend, you know, almost 80, you know, at my height, I would spend almost $80 on food a day just to get that delivered to me. I wasn't leaving the house because I could barely fit in my car. 
and I also had a phobia. I had like agoraphobia. Like I didn't want to be in public at that size because I'm, I was very visible. You know, there was a time where I was in relapse and I would wear this ratty old robe out at night. When I went to go, when I went to go, you know, get my stash, like imagine this, like a 400, a 400 something pound guy wearing a ratty old robe, faded blue robe in public, you know, walking through subway and slippers and like that's that it, that's 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 the extent. I would go to, and, you know, in this, in this last relapse, it pushed me to the place of, you know, wanting to kill myself, you know, where I was practicing hanging myself and I couldn't wipe myself. I couldn't, I could, I could, I couldn't stand up for more than, you know, five minutes without my back hurting. And, you know, that, that's, that's where my best ideas get me. And make no mistake about it. You know, like this is a spiritual program. This is about God. It's about developing a relation. And I'm not making any of this up. It's all in the big book. The primary purpose of the big book is to help me develop a relationship with God, with power. The big book talks about lack of power is my dilemma. Without some, without, without a greater power than me, I'm, I'm, it's only a matter of when. Like I, I'll return being, I'll return to being that guy again. And maybe this time I'll kill myself. So, you know, that's why, look, I have an extraordinary experience with the addiction. So therefore, like I have a, I have a deadly seriousness, you know, underlying all my motivation and continue to do this work. But at the same time, it's a beautiful journey. It really is. And as I continue to evolve, as I continue to get, you know, uh, my faith continues to deepen my relationship with that power continues to expand. It's just my life continues to open up. It continues to open up. And, you know, I let off, I let off my share with those, with the, with that prayer for fear about those fears, because those fears are very, very real for me right now. You know, the, I'm, 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 when it comes to the food, like I said, I'm pretty much neutral, but what drives me and motivates me now is I want more peace because I still have, a, I still have an overactive mind. I still have defective character. I still have fears that are very loud and that cause me misery and that disconnect me from power. You know, this fear of being inadequate, not good enough, this fear of being inferior, it dry, it still drives a lot of my feet in so many ways. And it's causing, it's causing, it's causing, you know, it's causing unmanageability in ways. It's impacting my ability to show up and be effective at, at carrying the message sometimes. Like the, just the, the vision of God into my life. And, you know, be careful what you pray for, because, you know, it's just I've been having a lot of experiences that are forcing me to grow up in that way and forcing me to get deeper in faith and, and believe and believe that that there's another version of the story. Right. Because this, you know, this story that I have about myself, like I'm asking God to divorce me of this story that I have about myself. It's been a story that's been reinforced and, you know, over, over decades, over years. And now I'm being divorced of that story and, 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 and coming into what's God's vision for me. 
versus what Ori's vision is. And it's painful. It's a painful process. But luckily, you know, I'm given something, I'm given something that's that's the, the ability, even, even in my pain, even in this, in this, in this, in this difficult period, um, this transition that I'm going through, I'm given the ability to help others. I'm given, I'm given the ability to see where I can contribute to others' lives. And somehow in that process, I think less of myself. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's a great distraction, right? Helping somebody, helping somebody else out of the hole. I mean, there, there's a reason why, you know, Bill W. talks about it, why it's reinforced in the big book of, you know, at the end of the day, working with somebody else ensures your recovery. I get it because I can get so drunk off my story, drunk off my, my inferiority. I can get so, even that self-absorption, I can get so self-absorbed and orate. The only thing that can pull me out is helping somebody else out. And when it comes down to it, it's principles before personalities, right? And, and what I think about me doesn't really matter at the end of the day. At least that's where I'm at today. I don't know if it does or doesn't, but kind of like what, it doesn't matter because I continue to show up in a, in, a, in a way of integrity. I continue to practice these spiritual principles. I continue to look for ways to be a service and to contribute. So, you know, the way I, I, I show up differently than, you know, I don't give in to that thinking. What's this have to do about food? Let me connect it back because sometimes I can get into, you know, into spiritual la-la land. Look, none of this happens if I'm not sober with my food. None of it happens if I'm not sober with food. That's, that's, there, there's, I'm not even, I'm not even on the court. I can't even play the game. There are no options, no possibilities when I'm in the food. None. Um, my relationship to pain has changed in this, in, in this recovery. There's a line in the big book that says common sense thus becomes uncommon sense. And when I, when I, when I, when I hear that line, you know, the way that line, the way that line speaks to me today is there was, for years, I used to think, oh, pain is bad. I must avoid pain at all costs. Like pain is bad. That was my common sense at one time. And now I've discovered that pain doesn't necessarily mean bad. I can be walking through painful experiences and I can be spiritually growing. I could be walking through painful experiences and it means that I'm getting better. <laughs> my, first, my first six months in recovery were excruciating. It felt like, you know, when I got relief from the food, when I had, a, when I had that thought of let me just follow my food plan for today, and when I really, really made an effort to practice overeating and not use it was excruciatingly, excruciatingly painful. It felt like there were some nights where I'd just roll up in a fetal position and just go to sleep. That was the best that I could do. It was like six o'clock and I had to go to sleep because that was the only way that I can ensure that I would get through a day soberly with food. Um, 
and it was painful. But it was the best thing that was happening for him. That was, like I said, that was, you know, the common sense becoming uncommon sense, right? Like now, if I'm hit with, you know, I'm, I've been hit with so situations after situation, and each situation that I walk through, it's just evidence of the power of faith. It's evidence that this power is real and it works and I've tapped into an inner resource that can walk me through all types of experiences. And I don't have to return to the damaging, the desperate damaging and destructive way that I I tapped into this, this inner resource, the power of my adaptability. Just like I adapted to being 485 pounds, I can adapt to a life where I'm not using. I can find, you know, I can find other power. And it's not just the food, right? It's not just the food. Like there in six years, I've been, you know, I've walked through many experiences. I've walked through um, disappointment at a level that I had never experienced before. And um, I've walked through pain that, like the pain of a breakup and um, the pain, like just, this is, this is life. I get to experience the full spectrum of what it is to be alive. I get to show up. I love that line that's pack, pack as much as I can into the stream of life. Like I'm, 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 I'm front row and center. And none of this happens. None of this happens if, without a community. Um, I, I'm a big proponent of my community. Like that's what one thing that, that, that one of the big, the key differentiators in this recovery and before, like before I always felt like I was on the perimeter, even though I knew a lot of people, um, I always felt like I was on the perimeter. I had one foot in one foot out, but this time, you know, maybe it's maturity. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just tired of getting beat up. I am, I'm in the middle of the herd. I have a community that I'm plugged into that I, you know, I have, I'm fully immersed in this way of life. Like, um, I'm fully immersed. And like I, like I said before, I have, I have an extraordinary experience with the, the, the disease and that and so I need an extraordinary recovery. The same that, you know, I put a lot of effort into getting that food. I put a lot of it, it takes a lot of effort to be to maintain and keep gaining to 485 pounds. It takes a lot of effort. It's a lot of energy that goes into that. One of my brothers was sharing this morning about, you know, this that. I transitioned to, into this place where, like, this is the easier, softer way. <laughs> like, being in recovery, getting up, doing my morning meditation, doing my morning routine, following my food plan, working with sponsees, making calls, being a part of the, the, the L.A. board, planning events. One, one um, minute, all right. Got you. You know, um, being, you know sharing at meetings. Do you know doing staying in the work reading through the, like that is the easier softer way? 
I've, I've gone to 485 pounds. That's a hard way to live. It was physically painful. It was torturous. It was hellish. Believe me, this is the easier, softer way. And I'm so glad that I was plucked out the fire. I'm not going to make it like it was some virtuous act that I chose. Like, oh, I'm going to recover today. No, it, God saved me. I don't know why I was chosen because I know a lot of people who are still struggling. I don't know why. I know people who died, men who died from this in my men's group. And I continue to get the willingness to show up. I continue to dive, dive deep. I continue to want to get closer to God. I'm one of the lucky ones. I'm fortunate. So I was, you know, thank you for, you know, thank you for my recovery. Because like I said, if it wasn't for this community, I would not be speaking right now. I would not be in recovery. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got to say for today.